Proud to announce our new sponsorship with anothergreatadventure.com, the official travel agency of Annie Up Consulting. Let me tell you all about anothergreatadventure.com. It's your premier site for traveling. They have cruises, luxury travel, food and wine tours, event tickets, and more. Uh, this is the place you want to go. For all my sporting event fans, you want to go to the World Cup? How about this season's Super Bowl, the Masters, the Final Four, World Series, Kentucky Derby, anything you want, anothergreatadventure.com can get you there. You all should check them out, especially now for their Black Friday sales. Call them now, 813-575-8770. Get everything you need as the travel season picks up. So it's time to pack your bags and travel with anothergreatadventure.com. Good morning, and welcome back to another episode of What's the Line Podcast, Monday morning edition. I am your fill-in host, the meticulous Mark P, with my guy, Mike Curry. Mike, how you feeling this week? I'm good, man. Good morning to the good people. Uh, We feeling good. We feeling good over here. Yes, sir. It's been a great week. Week four, we're just going to review some uh, games over the week. Um, if you guys first time tuning in, um, and we're going to just get down to against the spread, all of that good stuff. But first, let's get into recap of last night's game. The Chiefs defeat the Tampa Bay Bucks 41-31 in Tampa Bay. Uh, the Kansas City Chiefs covered a two-point spread. I thought the game um, was just entertaining to watch, right? Like, I've been complaining about these. Sunday night football games, um, what it feels like since week one. Um, but this game was entertaining. A lot of points scored, um, over 70 points scored. I thought both offenses looked productive. Um, it took a while for uh, Tampa Bay um, as they abandoned the run. But um, they put up 31 points. Brady threw for three touchdowns. But Kansas City um, just looked well-oiled. They didn't want to lose back-to-back games. Um you know, so, uh, you know, them as a, as a dog, um, that was pretty money there. So um, I, I didn't think, I think, you know, maybe uh, we felt a little bit good, better about Tampa Bay's offense, um, a little bit more pessimistic about their defense in this performance. But overall, I think it was a good game from both teams. And, you know, down the line, I think a game like this to help both teams. But, uh, Mike, what do you think? My thoughts on the Sunday night game were, I guess the Chiefs finally got some revenge. Looks like they finally got that revenge from the Super Bowl. Uh, They look sharp from the point of attack. Um, Obviously, we had a fumble on the opening kickoff, and the Chiefs capitalized literally two plays later with the Travis Kelsey touchdown. Uh, They just look sharp. Um, Andy Reid called a very nice game. Um, Mahomes did what Mahomes does. We even saw a direct snap to a tight end for a touchdown. Uh, it was just a lot of – I was excited because that, that's the Chiefs offense that I've grown to love personally. Um, as for the Buccaneers, you know, they were never really in this game. I know the final score says they lost by 10, but, you know, that came with a garbage touchdown at the end. I'm not really super sure about Todd Bowles as a head coach. Um but I did like what I saw from the Chiefs, um, especially coming off a loss. They lost to the Colts outright last week. So uh, they look sharp. They look good. Uh, shout out to the Chiefs. Shout out to the Chiefs kingdom. The Bills defeat the Ravens 23-20 to in Baltimore. Um, looks like it was a push on the spread. Three-point spread. 
Um, but Buffalo with the uh, second half comeback. Mike, what do you think of this one? Man, I, I I was super impressed by the Bills just simply because I feel like this always happens in a Ravens game. And, and we're talking about this. It's kind of getting repetitive. Them blowing yet another lead. Um, I, I'm just, just wow. And then I feel like we really got to talk about the ending of the game where the Ravens elected to go for it rather than kick a field goal. And, you know, in hindsight, hindsight's always 20-20. You know, you can always say kick the field goal, let the Bills go down the length of the field, or, you know, if we don't get it. They, pro- I'm pretty sure an interception was the worst, you know, that pick was the worst case scenario. But, I mean, sometimes you got to think like that. But, you know, sports now is such an analytically driven league that, you know, you kind of do certain things and then, you know, it could haunt you. But I was impressed by the Bills, was super impressed by Josh Allen. I felt like he put the team on his back in the second half particularly. And it was an impressive win. Yeah, the second half, uh, definitely the Bills. They won that middle eight. I was thinking about betting on them live. Um, I definitely should have, but, um, you know, trying to be a responsible gambler. But... um, (laughs) Yeah, the Bills outscored the Ravens 13-0 in the second half. Um, they won that middle eight, uh, which is, you know, super important. Uh, that that, that in the last minutes, the last four minutes of the second quarter, first four minutes of the third quarter. Um, so they did well. Josh Allen, um, 200 yards. It, it, was, it was raining like fuck out there, though. So it was pretty yeah. tough to pass the ball for both uh, teams. But the uh, Bills got it done. Um, I wish the Ravens would have let them score at the end like they wanted to because they had the Bills team total over. But um, they get it done. And uh, Ravens, you know, a good team. Obviously, they have such, you know, um, you know, grit and the whole, you know, Baltimore thing. They're going to come out and be tough. But um, you got to be able to finish games. And this is what they did best a few years ago. And they can't run the ball like they used to. So, you know, it's just something to, you know, keep your, keep your like I said, keep your eye on earlier this year. Um, all right, next game, uh, the uh, the Lions, the Seattle Seahawks defeat the Lions 48 to 45. I felt like a college game at one point. Um, definitely, Seattle, yeah, definitely Seattle. Been, uh, Big 12 vibes. For sure, definitely Big 12 vibes. Seattle covers a three-and-a-half-point spread. We know Detroit was dealing with some injuries. Um, DeAndre Swift, Amon St. Brown, uh, to mention a couple. But, Mike, what did you think about this one? Uh, so, you know, with all the injuries, I assumed that the Seahawks were going to win this game, which they did. Um, you know, you could have got the Seahawks as high as plus six and a half when the line opened up. Then we saw four and a half uh, most of the week. And then we started to see three and a half once the injuries uh, were announced. You know, Swift, Amon Ross St. Brown, uh, DJ Chark as well. But I'm... I'm not even going to lie, even though the Lions were laying points and they lost, I'm super impressed. Right. You know, consider those are I'm, those are two of their best players on their entire team, uh, Swift and Amon Ross St. Brown, and they just didn't give up. You know, TJ Hawkinson, he came up the cut. He had a good game. Um, I thought Jamal Williams, he did nice feeling in. Um you know, to me, this game is more so about the Lions, even though they lost, than the Seahawks. But uh, the Seahawks, they look good. I mean, it was just – I guess you could say everybody looked good, to be honest with you, because except besides 
uh, defensive players. But <laughs> um, you know, it was it was, a, it was an electric game. It, it was wild. I just I I'm not surprised that this game uh, was high scoring, but I didn't think it would be this high scoring. Like freaking ridiculous, forty eight to forty five. I, I I didn't think that at all. Yeah, the first thing that came to my mind when I was watching this is I think my family might enjoy that uh, Thanksgiving, early Thanksgiving uh, uh, game a little more this year than usual. The Lions can score points. That's what they do. Um, you know, it looks like they've scored, I believe, every quarter of the season, unlike any other team. Um, but, yeah, they are uh, Dan Campbell now 14-7 against the spread as a head coach. I mean, this one they was dealing with, I think the biggest injury is Amon St. Brown, right? I mean, this guy's getting six receptions and seven receptions at least every single game. And, um, you know, with him, him being an out, it's definitely a factor. However, they were still able to move the ball against the Seahawks defense, which, you know, uh, you know, just gets worked up and down against, um, you know, I, I think potent offenses. Uh, we saw Mariota and those boys move it against them last week, Seattle. But, um, you know, overall, the Lions, uh, defensively, just not impressive. I mean, when we think about their one, one time they look uh, impressive on defense, it was against the Commanders. And uh, we see how that uh, looks like, you know, as we're getting more data points, how that offense works. So uh, Lions may look to fade them, um, you know, at some point, just as far as like team totals or whatever, because that, that defense does give it up. But um, good game overall as far as entertainment. And um, yeah, the rest of the, around the league, Mike. Uh, any any games that popped out to you? Uh, let's see. Um, I thought that London game was pretty good. Um, okay, yeah, let's I, talk about the London game. I thought that was pretty good. Uh, the, the they didn't cover. Vikings lead four. The line got up to four. Um, obviously with Alvin Kamara getting ruled out. Um, probably like an hour and a half before kickoff. Um, but yeah, this game was kind of wild. It was kind of wild. I thought. I honestly thought the Vikings should have won by more and they should have covered, but they just weren't um they they weren't putting they weren't um closing out drives. There was a lot of um Greg Joseph kicking field goals. Um but it was pretty electric because the Saints had a chance to send the game to overtime. Will Lutz mixed missed like a 63 yarder to send it to overtime. But I thought I thought it was a good game. And London games some of them are good, some of them are bad. But this one particularly, I thought it was really good. Yeah, uh, I mean, I didn't find too much interest, maybe because I was kind of just waking up late night uh, as I was pre- preparing my best bet for this Sunday afternoon. But, um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I mean, it was, it was a pretty good game overall, though. Um, we saw Justin Jefferson get a, you know, a little bit of a breakout. He, he hasn't been doing as much the past two weeks. So, you know, that, that was definitely good to see. It was also good to see that the, um, there was a little bit of a pass rush from this New Orleans defense. Um, other games that popped out to me, uh, Jaguars, Eagles. Uh, I thought it was going to be, you know, a really tough muck it up game, but the Eagles just, you know, turn it out and, you know, get it done. Um, Eagles now 4-0-1 against the Spreaders, a home fave under Nick Sirianni. So that's pretty impressive to me. And then uh, Kenny Pickett, we saw the arrival today, and I uh, got the guy George Pickens involved as well. I picked up George Pickens this week on fantasy, so I'm hoping they 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 get establish a rapport. Pickens and Pickens and Pickett, I could see it. I definitely could see it because from some some footage that's been circle, circulating, it seemed like Pickens has been getting open, and Trubisky wasn't getting on the rock. So, uh, you know, I could see something there with those two. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Uh, elsewhere around the league, Rush Hour, the Cowboys, 
Um, Cooper, I mean, Cooper Rush just gets it done again, covers, wins um, against the spread. Impressive, you know, impressive. The Cowboys making noise. So I love to see that. And um, shout out to the, I just want to shout out the Patriots for covering as well. Oh, and oh, you, you, you beat me on a chicken sandwich, you bet. Uh, Raiders covered a two and a half. So obviously, I did. I, I wasn't going to come in here bragging because I, I don't do that, but <laughs> I did. I should brag a little bit because you kind of faded me on my best bet. Yeah. But, but but it's it's all good, man. I, I stuck to my guns. Uh, I I I pretty much for the people that you know, if you didn't catch last week's show, the Thursday show. But to me, the line told you that it was the Raiders. Now you know they could have did some Raider shit and you know lost just like they lost that Cardinals game. But you know, despite all of that, you know they lost three one possession games. And they were laying points. I was like, it's got to be the Raiders. You know, they could potentially go 0-4 straight up. I mean, they could have won and still not covered. But I was like, nah, it got to be the Raiders. And, you know, I said their problem was not scoring points. They, they've they been able to move the ball. Um, and they did that again today. Josh Jacobs had a big day on the ground. Yeah. Um, Devontae Adams, he, he, he was Devontae Adams. And, you know, they were able to move the ball and put up points. You know, I think the Broncos... I'm just, I'm just still not sure about them. Still not sure. Um, you know, some, some stuff, you know, some of their stats through the first couple of weeks were a bit unsustainable. I think they were only allowing an average of 12 points per game. Like, come on now. Right. This isn't that good. But, um, and I just, I still feel like there's a little bit of a learning curve for that offense. Um, well, both offenses rather, but for the Broncos in particularly. But yeah, the line to me just said Raiders, um, they couldn't afford to go 0-4. I know they had to win by a field goal to cover, but, yeah, shout-out to the Raiders. They they won me a chicken sandwich. But I probably won't touch them again this year. Yeah, Josh Jacobs, uh, 144 yards on 28 attempts, two touchdowns. So, got to give a shout-out to him this week. All right, um, Monday Night Football, um, we have – got to talk about the Cardinals real quick, man. That game, oh. was, that game was crazy. You're right. You're right. So I, I last night I came up on an epiphany, just a real quick story. I was like, I'm a I'm a Carolina Panthers fan, and I know we suck. And I was like, oh, it's the Cardinals here. So I was just I had a lot of plays on the Cardinals, uh, multi 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 bat you know, multi unit bat. Um, Bro had about four or five plays. They had yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I put around like four sprinkles, sprinkle some out. Sprinkled some uh, other plays, like the first to 10, which I lost, first half of the Cardinals, which I lost. But uh, the alternative lines uh, came out, same game parlay, plus 460 with the alternative minus nine and a half, and Kyler Murray to get 200 passing yards. So really good day for the boy at the office. So it feels good, hard work paying off. But, um, yeah, we, we, yeah, I appreciate that, Mike, giving me that little. <laughs> oh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. But uh, on a week five, or before we before we get on a week five, Monday Night Football, L.A. Rams at San Francisco. Mike, uh, what are you looking for in this game? Uh, these are these are two teams that I like. Um, I'll throw a little jab at the Washington franchise. Uh, you know, McVay versus Shanahan. Uh, you guys have both of these guys under your umbrella. Um but these are two good coaches, two two teams that I like. Uh, y'all know I'm a fake Rams fan a little bit. Uh, shout out to my mom. But um, the 49ers, uh, I'm looking for them to bounce back. I know that 11-point performance, 10-point performance, I'm sorry, is a bit uncharacteristic of them. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo just has to, you know, get his form back and, you know, 
act like he, he's ready to start. <laughs> um, but uh, for the Rams, though, I, I just expect a good game, man. To be honest, NFC West showdown. And, you know, Shanahan usually has McVay's number, so it should be interesting. I know McVay got him in the playoffs, but it uh, should be a good one, man. NFC West showdown, Rams and Niners, two teams that made the playoffs. Obviously, one team won the Super Bowl. So, yeah, should be a good one. Yeah, with me, I'm definitely looking just same old, same old. NFC West, I mean, he's definitely the class of the division as we've seen those other two teams kind of fall off. But Shanahan versus McVay uh, should be pretty good. Um, Both teams uh, feel like they need a win, but maybe San Francisco needs one more. San Francisco's at home. I love their crowd usually, so I'm looking forward to that as well, see how energetic they are. And, um, yeah, you got a best bet, Mike? I believe I do. Um, let's see. Let's see. I am going to go with, I'm going to go with Debo Samuel over 56 and a half receiving yards. I know he's been getting off to a slow start this year. Obviously got the big payday. Yep. Um, and I know he hasn't been playing particularly well, but last week though was his best game. And that was with Jimmy Garoppolo. I don't think that's a coincidence. Um, in two games last year, um, Debo had over 90 receiving yards against this Rams defense, um, 95 yards and 95 yards and 97 yards, respect, um, respectfully. So I think, I think this is a game where he'll step up and he'll be good. Um, last week, you know, it kind of turned up a little bit. So yeah, I'm going to rock with Debo Samuel over 56 and a half receiving yards. I see a lot of value on this one. So I'm going to rock with that. Gotcha. And Jordan, the uh, Monday night guru, um, she is going to take Cooper Cup over 93 and a half receiving yards. Um, I, I'm going to get her full record. I know she's 2-0 this year, but I got to get her full record because I think um, she's pretty money. I think she's like, <laughs> yeah, I think she's pretty hot. So that's Jordan's play. Uh, Cooper Cup over 93 and a half receiving yards. You got something for us? Uh, I didn't want to. I didn't want to because I, I suck with these. Uh, Monday night. Teaser? Oh no, no, I, I definitely got something though. I mean, I, I, come on, come on. I don't get on these. <laughs> I have to play. Uh, but yeah, I definitely don't be recommending. I recommend playing Jordan or Mike. They're pretty sharp with these Monday night games. Uh, I don't. I, I feel like I just can't handicap them as much because I do the, the whole Sunday to Sunday thing with the games. But yeah. anyway. No, that is not an excuse. Uh, I need to sharpen up. So I'm going to take San Francisco on the money line. Uh, I see you can get it cheap at, as minus 120. Minus 123 looks usual, but I see it at a very sharp book that has a minus 130. And mm-hmm. uh, we know the Shanahan uh, against McVay and uh, them, them with their front four. So I'm going to take San Francisco on the money line, minus 120. If I had to pick a side, it would be the 49ers. Um, the Rams, they're... Their offensive line isn't quite as good as it is last year, and that and that goes along with your point in the 49ers front four, which should be able to take advantage, should be able to, you know, um, sack Matthew Stafford, especially pre- at least pressure him a number of times. So definitely like that play. Rams offense isn't quite as dynamic as last year. Still good, but not quite as dynamic. So I do, I do like that play. Uh, I think the 49ers uh, D-line will be able to play well. Yeah, I'm like, if I keep taking these one-point home favorites on the uh, money line every Monday, I feel like maybe I'll hit at least once or twice. So hopefully <laughs> this is the one, as I took the Giants last week and looked foolish. But, uh, yeah, San Francisco on the money line for me. 
And all right, that's a good show. Uh, get back to you guys next week. Have a good week. And uh, let's keep winning. Yes.